You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Hi everyone, this is Anna Brandt, and today there's so many things I want to talk about. I've been teaching a lot lately while working on my busy studio as well, and students always ask me so many different questions um, that many times are completely outside of the scope of the class. For example, when I'm teaching and I'm traveling, I'm teaching about newborn photography and maternity photography, and many times the workshops are either four hours or or eight hours, and there's just never enough time, right? If you've been to a workshop with me, you know, we'll start out talking. And then before you know it, the workshop's over. And as I'm leaving or usually taking photos with the students, they'll usually say, Anna, you know, how, you know, fill in the blank, how do you, you know, build the business if you have a spouse that's not supportive? Or how do you keep going if you have a lot of personal issues? Or how do you raise children to utilize their arts and build their own businesses? And the questions, you know, there's so many and there's so many different things we can talk about. And in this podcast, I think one of the things I want to talk about is that you are in control of your life and you can build an amazing life. And you can also raise children to do the same. And it sounds like such a cliche, right? The quote out there, you know, build a life that you dream of, you know, live your best life. You see these quotes all the time. And a lot of people that put these quotes out are people that have reached an area of success in their life. And they feel that they can kind of shout from the rooftops like, Hey, I did it. You know, you can do it too. And that sounds great. But if you're not in that moment, if you're not living your best life. And if you're struggling to find work-life and balance, or you're struggling to pay the bills, or you're struggling to stay motivated when you have a partner that's not as supportive as you would like them to be, or whether you feel like you're talented, but people aren't paying you, you know, all those great motivational quotes aren't going to get you out of bed in the morning, right? And you may say, oh, well, it's so easy for them to say that because they've reached their pinnacle of success. They've reached the level that they want to. But when you talk to that person that's putting out these motivation of quotes, myself included, we will all say to you that we all have had our moments where we either had unsupportive people in our lives or we had times where money wasn't flowing or people weren't hiring us. You know, every entrepreneur will tell you, you know, there was a quote I saw the other day that I think it was like the life of an entrepreneur is you could have $30,000 in your bank account today and $300 in your bank account tomorrow. And it's true. Any entrepreneur will tell you any business of any size. One minute you have a lot of money coming in and then the next minute you don't. And how do you keep your business going and your ideas going regardless of the waves of financial success or failure? How do you build a life that you really want to live? What is What does that even mean to you? You know, whenever I ask photographers, what does that mean? What is it that you're looking for? Where do you see your life in one year, five years, 10 years? What are your future plans? Because especially with the times we're in now, I feel like we're all just kind of trying to stay above quicksand, right? We, you know, it's COVID and one minute people are, you know, getting sick and then the next minute we're supposed to wear masks and then we take them off. And it's just so up and down with, 
you know, gas prices and the economy and war and all the things that are going on. And, and you're going to say, well, Anna, how am I supposed to stay positive and build a business? And by the way, let's bring children into it, raise children to find a way to build their own path. So it's, it's kind of a twofold podcast. And I'm I'm going to talk a couple things about just being an entrepreneur yourself. First of all is what is your backup plan? You know, so many times we are working on our existing business and we go along and we're, we're striving to get, you know, in photography, the right equipment, the right tools. If we could just get the right prop, if we could just, you know, have the right dress, then all the clients will come flooding in, right? So let's say this happens and you're going along and business is great and, you know, your name is getting around and, you know, people are, are seeing your work and you're thinking everything is good. And then, and then what? And then what? What is the backup plan if you get sick, if you get injured? Do you have anyone that can do shoots for you or support you? What happens if a family member gets sick? What happens if you have to shut things down? Too many people don't have a backup plan. You hear quite often that you should have multiple streams of income. And I really think that means more now, more than ever. I really think that that's more important now more than ever for a few reasons, not just from the health perspective, if you get sick or you can't work or you're just burnt out and you need a break, but what if, you know, the world shuts down again and you can't do your main job, you know, you have to pivot and do what? Many people fall back to a hidden talent that they had that they weren't able to use because they were so busy building a business. I am a creative, much like many of you that are listening. I love to craft. I love to do fun things. You know, this morning in my session, I started doing a couple of things that were just inspirational from a crafting standpoint. I, w- I won't say what it was just yet, but I said to Alex, I said, oh, see, whenever I'm really stressed out, I just have to kind of do something fun and creative and crafty because that's truly what just wakes me up. I mean, my mom always was crafting, always. She was always doing something. And she would get so excited going to flea markets and antique shops and repainting furniture or, you know, stripping down a table that she would just be like, oh, I could just hear her around the house, like just, you know, so excited. And that wasn't her day job. You know, that was just her hobby. And so a lot of times when people's day job gets put on hold or they're not as fulfilled, they'll go to their hobby, right? And many of the hobbies go back to when, you know, you're very, very little. And how do we tap into those hobbies and make them businesses as an adult? Some people have, you know, whenever you hear a good success story about how did you create this or how did you invent this, you know, people will usually go back to their childhood. They'll usually go back to a happier time. And I think that's something as adults that we forget to do. We forget to go back to what did we do as children? What kept us entertained? You know, growing up uh, in the house that I was raised in, I was the youngest of five. We're all a year apart. And the main house that we had was on seven acres. And many times my parents would just, you know, after Saturday morning cartoons, we weren't allowed to watch that much TV, but we could watch a little TV. And then my parents would just be like, go outside, go outside, go outside, right? If you're of any age, you would hear that your parents just say, go outside. Well, go outside would be so boring sometimes. Well, when you're on seven acres and we had barns and cornfields, we would just go out and I would just make stuff up. I would climb trees, get sap all all over me. I would pull down bark, try to make things. I mean, I was always 
always tinkering around just doing random things around the house and my brothers as well. And we would find things to do with our idle time, right? Did you, did you have experiences like that where you just found all this idle time and you just make stuff up? And that's what kids do. They're, they're notorious for just, you know, finding things to do in their idle time. You know, I have very busy kids. They love to do things. They can all paint, draw, they can all create. Um, you know, they all have different experiences in the arts and I'm watching them develop those arts into things that they can make business for, which I'll get back to in a second. For me, you know, I have a clothing line and while I am not a very good sewer, I can sew. I did home ec and made quite a few outfits in high school and I can sew. I certainly can't do a whole dress line by myself. I don't have that kind of experience and I run a busy studio. So I have a second business in which my designs and ideas can come to life through talented seamstresses. And every time I think I want to get rid of that business, I come up with another idea or another dress and I think, oh, but I just love having a team of very talented people that can create designs that I imagine. So when I talk about your hobbies or your talents, it's not that you have to do everything. Because many times when I talk about that to people, they'll be like, well, and I'm already busy. You want me to do another business? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, keep building the business that you're doing, but don't forget to take time off from doing that. And then think of things that you did, maybe growing up, whether you were little or teenagers, that you could possibly turn into a profitable business when you're older. Some people may say they have their day job and then on the evening they may make cookies and next thing you know, it's turning into a catering business and next thing you know, they're, you know, putting out custom cookies for different events and next thing you know, it's growing so big and they end up hiring people. Many, many, many businesses happen this way. And so quite often when you're building your main business, I'll say to students, what about the other streams of income? What else can you do that will also, by the way, help prevent burnout from your day job? Meaning if I just did photography 24-7 and edited 24-7, I might get burnt out. I might get bored, right? But there's so many other aspects to photography that I love. I love buying flowers, whether they're natural or fake. I love making arrangements. I love making headbands. I love designing dresses. I like gosh, doing so many different crafting things, making wreaths that I can put a baby in. I mean, there's so many different aspects of visual arts in general that I like that I can marry into my photography, which then I think, oh gosh, I did this. I should teach someone how to do this. I should make a video how to do this. Oh, I should make an online class. And then what happens is one event's you know, spins another, spins another, spins another. And that's what happens to me almost every day. And so people will say, Anna, how do you do so many different things? And, and isn't the one business you have enough and isn't teaching enough and isn't having clothing line enough. And by the way, my mother too. And I say, it's one of those things I can't help because I allow myself to have creative freedom when I'm not shooting. And many times if I have a weekend off and I'm just around the house and then I'll walk into, I have a crafting area in my home and I'll look at the dried flowers and I'll be like, Oh, I should make a halo. And then you know, then I, I think, oh gosh, I should do this. And oh, maybe I should go to the, the fabric market and go look at new fabrics. And it just spins and allows your creative mind to just keep going. What's great about that is I have multiple businesses that bring in income. So I have my photography business, of course, and then I have my teaching business. I teach in person and online, two separate 
you know, revenues of income. And then I have my clothing line, another revenue of income. And then I speak for other people, another revenue. And so I ask yourself is if you want to build a life you love, what does that mean to you? What that means to me is tapping in to the different areas of things that I truly love. I truly love photography, but I love making things with my hands. Some days I could sit and craft all day long, like for days. And, you know, when we were in quarantine with COVID, I was, I felt like I was running out of time because there were so many things that I was able to do just in my own home without leaving And I wanted to keep doing them because they truly made me happy. So if you have a day job and that you really, really love, are there any other types of things that you really love doing? Even if you spend just an hour or two every single week and give yourself a break from your day job, I promise you it'll allow you to, number one, have creative freedom. Number two, take away burnout. And number three, it might give you business ideas to spin off into something else, right? Along with that, while you're doing that, you can inspire others. And if you have children, that's where that inspiration comes in, is your children will see how happy you are fulfilling those other different talents you have, and they'll want to do the same thing with their talents. You know, quite often, if I start crafting my home, my daughters will say, mom, are you going to be down here in this area crafting for a while? And I'll say, yeah. And they'll go, okay. And my, you know, Olivia will come down and she loves to bead. And the other day I was, I was looking at her wrist and she had like seven bracelets on. And I was like, oh, wow, did you make all those? And she was like, yeah, I was bored. And so I just pulled out my beads and I just made bracelets for hours and hours and hours. And I just put them on my wrists and I love it. And all her friends are like, oh my gosh, will you make me one? She's done the same thing with painting her water bottles. She has, you know, the Hydro Flask water bottles. And quite often in her room, I will find her with her paints and she'll paint her Hydro Flasks. She has done that several times so that friends would ask her in school, hey, where'd you get that Hydro Flask? And she would say, I painted it. And they would pay her to paint them a Hydro Flask. She loves to clothes shop. And so she goes to pop-ups and she'll sell her clothes. Lately, she sells her clothes on little apps. And so I'll see her and she'll say, oh, mom, I need a clothing rack or I need, a, you know, the garment pop-up tent. And I'll say, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I'm getting together with my friends and, you know, we're going to have a little yard sale and sell my extra clothes. And then she'll go out shopping again and she'll wear them. And she's got such a great sense of style that her friends will borrow her clothes and then she'll sell them to them. And quite often when I go to the mailbox, there'll be money in our mailbox from her friends that have purchased her clothing, you know, and you may laugh and say, well, it's of course it's a teenager who loves clothes, but you know, now she's 19 and she's learned that she can profit off of this fun little thing that she likes to do. So here she is 19. She can paint. So she's painted hydro flasks. She loves to create. And so she can sell her beaded jewelry. She can sell her clothing. And we're talking about setting up an art shop this summer when she's on break from college to sell some of her art because her room is all decorated with art that she's painted. And that's my wish for each one of my children is to take their God-given talents and not only enjoy them, as the creative they are, but then they quite often have made money doing it without coming to me, asking me for permission. When my daughter first wanted to, you know, sell her clothes, she didn't come to me to to ask me for permission. She's kind of just got together with her friends. And next thing I knew, she was selling clothes. And she's like, mom, guess what? You know, I started selling my clothes and she went and just did it on her own. And I thought that was so fantastic. You know, my son Evan now is 21. And when he was 16, he had asked for a drone. 
I had no idea that this drone would turn into what he has now. And he loves to do so many different things. He does taekwondo. He swims. He does boxing. He did baseball as a kid. He can paint. He loves to do guitar. He can write his own music. Recently this year, he's finished building his own studio. And he now rents it to other creatives. And his studio is about five minutes down the road from mine. And he learned how to do headshots and set up lighting. And so, you know, he has so many different talents, but he he breaks it up with doing things he loves. And if he gets burnt out and bored, you may see him picking up the guitar and just playing music. That may turn into writing music and maybe using it for his videos. And if he gets tired of that, he may then go and he really he's really into color grading because of color from his experience and painting. And next thing you know, he'll be taking a color grading class and learning how to achieve color. Last week he said, mom, go, go take a look at my website. And I went and looked at his website and he had before and after samples of, you know, the color and the color grading that he's done in videos. And I flashed back to when he was four years old, you know, oil painting and look, learning how to mix colors, you know, so all of these talents, many of these talents were born with. And then as we grow, you know, my wish is for my children and the people that I'm teaching is you don't have to do only one thing all the time, because if you do, you quite often get burnt out. Spend some quiet time alone and think what truly makes you happy and spend some time honing in that talent. And before you know it, you can turn that talent into a profitable adventure. My other child, Ava, goodness, she's She's a force as well. She does acting and she does voiceovers. We would joke when she was little that, you know, at 10, she could have a voice like a five-year-old. And so for so many years, I would just, we would talk about all the different voices that she had. And so she ended up going onto Fiverr and making an account and selling her voiceover talent. And just the other day, she was telling me that she's reached a certain level of success in selling her voiceover talents on Fiverr. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is just so often. She's like highly rated and she's had great reviews, just like my son has, you know, top reviews on PeerSpace for renting his studio. And I love that these children are just trying to do the best things that they can do. And by the way, many of these things are them doing it alone. When Ava goes and records for voiceover, she's doing it in a room alone with a microphone. You know, as a 16-year-old, and she's been doing this now for two years, that's not easy to do. At 12, she had set up her YouTube channel, but she hasn't really done much with it lately. But, you know, sitting in your room with a microphone is is lonely. And as a 16-year-old, having the dedication to do that is something that's got to come from pure desire. I certainly didn't ask her to do that. Acting, she just loves, but she's also very shy. So acting is teaching her how to, you know, use her voice and show her talents while trying to get out of her, you know, shyness and insecurities. You know, she also likes to horseback ride and, you know, she's gotten so good that we're struggling to find the right trainer for her because, you know, at 16, she's jumping three and a half feet. And most trainers are saying you're jumping higher than most people your age. And at five feet seven, she needs a good size horse. And that's something she truly loves. But if she was only riding and jumping every single day and nothing else, she might get burnt out, not only injure her body. So, you know, by mixing up her different talents and trying different things, she also loves to create in her room. There's dream catchers on the wall that she's made herself. There's different types of art. She's made little, you know, mini plants, you know, that she hangs on her wall and, you know, all different things that she'll just go in her room and come out hours later creating things that just 
came maybe out of boredom, much like when I was a kid. So, you know, trying to find a way to not only hone into your talents that you had when you were a child, but when you have children, pay attention to the talents they have. Because all of my children, by four years of age, I could see that they were all able to paint and they were all in art classes. I could, I saw them doodling and I saw them making things and I saw their creative minds going and they all paint very, very, very differently. And they all love to do different things in the arts in different ways. And they've all found that they can learn how to be creative if they're stuck in the room for four or five hours or if their friends are too busy, they know how to entertain themselves. And I know for a fact that when they get older, they'll find ways to have multiple businesses. I know that all of my children will have multiple streams of income, not from me telling them or me saying they should do it, but just because this is the 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 atmosphere that I'm raising them in because they see that I'm doing it. And so I'm trying to be the best example that I can be so that my children have the creative freedom and the financial understanding to know that they can truly create a life that they live and they don't need permission to do it. And they can do it regardless as if someone is supporting them or not, because not everybody is going to support us the way that we want us to, right? We would love to wake up every single day and have our, you know, fans cheering us on saying, yeah, yeah, go, you can do this. You're awesome. And many of us go to social media and look for that cheering fan, but don't rely on the social media cheering fan or the likes of the comments. And you've heard me say this before to get you out of bed and motivate you every day. And so when my students say, Anna, you've been through a lot of hard times in the past two years and you know, your mother passing and other things happening in my life, how do you get up every day? And I said, because what other choice do I have to not do the things that I love to do? Then what kind of a life would I be living? I want to live a life that I truly love. Does that not mean that I exhaust myself? Yeah, I do. I exhaust myself every day and I sleep very, very well at night. But I got to tell you, when that sun gets up in the morning, I'm the first one out of bed because the day has so much potential. And isn't that the whole point? Isn't that the whole point that every single day we have the potential to create a new life that we create and fix our mistakes from yesterday? So don't get down on yourself and don't allow yourself to get burnt out. When you feel burnt out or when you feel like you've exhausted your talents, that's the time to pivot and reach back deep to when you were eight, nine, 10 years old doing cartwheels on your lawn or climbing trees or digging your feet into sap. And what truly made you happy? Go back and find those talents and give yourself time and permission to have fun with them because you never know where it could take you. That's it. I'm Anna Brand. I believe that we have the power every single day to use our words for good. I believe that every single day we have the power to create and use the talents that God gave us and not allow others to bring us down. You are 100% in control of your life and you also have the talent and the power to raise and lift up others behind you. And my wish is that you can do that every day. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.